Welcome to The Teacher's Loop. I'm Shasta Looper, founder of The Teacher's Loop. I started this little space as an outlet to share the crazy loop most, if not all, teachers experience on a daily basis. From the highs to the lows to the drops out of nowhere that seem to take your breath away at a moment's notice and everything in between, teaching is quite the roller coaster ride. Join me here in this small space for a peek into the world as an educator. I've been on this ride for 19 years and I don't foresee myself hopping off anytime soon. From time to time, I'll ask a friend to join me, more than likely from my EdCamp Greenville group. Together, we will share insight and experiences because there's one thing I've learned on this journey, you can't go it alone and it sure is a lot more fun with friends. If you enjoy the Teacher's Loop podcast, you can also connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at Shasta Looper. You can also connect to my blog space by heading to www.theteachersloop.wordpress.com. Welcome to episode five of the Teacher's Loop. Today, we're going to be talking about all things reading, because of course, it's Read Across America Week. So the first topic we're going to be tackling today on the podcast is how do you get kids to enjoy reading? Stay tuned for some ideas that hopefully you can take right back into your classroom this week and put into place to get your kids reading fantastic books. One of the earliest memories that I have as a child is reading with my mom. My mom had me when she was young, just because that's what people did back in 1974. So as an 18-year-old new mom, she really didn't know what to do. She didn't know the research behind reading with children. She didn't know how many hours a child needed of lap time reading to be ready for kindergarten. She just did what she felt was right. And that was curling up with the book every single night of my childhood and reading with me. We started reading with her reading aloud to me, and then I eventually took over and read aloud to her. When my younger brother came along, I was fed up with sharing that space and finally ventured out to read in my own bedroom with my own books every single night before bedtime. And that's a habit that I have kept 43 years. My mother was one of those that motivated me to read. And as a teacher in my classroom, that is one of my primary goals is to motivate my kids to read. Out of everything that I want my children to walk away with, I want them to walk away with the love of reading. But let's be honest, sometimes we have students in our classroom who don't enjoy reading. I had one student this year, when he was filling out the reading inventory that I used, wrote, I hate reading on every single question. So he became my personal quest. And so far, we're doing okay with finding ways to get him to read. But there are things that I can do in my classroom every single day that will help to motivate not just him, but every single reader in my room. And I wanted to share those with you today. This year, I took a really hard look at my personal library and my classroom library. I know how important it is for kids to find books that they can find themselves in. I think about my instructional coach currently, um, Victoria, and you need to follow her on her podcast, That Asian I See. But she told me 
several months ago that when she was growing up, it was really hard for her to find books that reflected Asian characters. So she really connected to the Babysitter's Club because they had an Asian character. I believe her name was Claudia. I hate to admit that I've never read the original series, but I really took a hard look at my classroom library and I needed to find books that my students could connect to. So that meant sometimes putting the classics away and finding other new books that they could really see themselves in. So make sure your library represents your kids. Now that doesn't mean that you ditch everything that you love, but you need to have key text present. Every single child should be able to find themselves in a book in a classroom library, and really more than one book. Also, keep abreast of new books. As a teacher, you cannot recommend a book if you have not read it. So you also need to build your knowledge of current books that kids are excited about. I do that by shopping the bookstores regularly. And when I say shopping the bookstores, I mean just going and sitting and reading books. I look at the hot sellers on the children's literature tables. I find scholastic book magazines all the time and I look at the top recommended books there. I read book blogs. I read Goodreads a lot. Those are all sources that help me find what kids are reading. One of the things I've also started doing that um, I haven't done in my career previously is rotating books. Just this past week, I took probably 50 books off of my shelf, put them in a cabinet, and pulled 50 newer books out. They're not new books to me, but I found that when I display all of my books in my classroom library, my kids always say, I can't find anything to read, and I don't have anything to pull out of the cabinet to say, well, try this one. This year, I purposely put books away so I could pull out new books from time to time and say, well, if you can't find anything there, why don't you try these five? And that has worked tremendously in my classroom. The second thing I would recommend, choice. Kids need to read what they want to read when they want to read it. How many adults go back and reread books that we have read before? I know as an avid reader, I have favorites. Every December, I read the entire Harry Potter series from book one to book seven. I read the Outlander series almost every summer. And so I go back to my favorites. There's nothing wrong with kids going back to their favorites. And let's be honest, when adults are sitting on the beach reading, we're going and reading books that are really easy for us to read. I don't want to think about anything complicated when I'm sitting on the beach relaxing. So even allowing students to read books that are not their level is okay. If kids are allowed to read what they want, when they want, then they will be exposed to more reading. And the more kids read, the better they become. I also allow my kids to choose books for our classroom. When they meet um, goals, one of their rewards is to go to my Amazon list and add to it. They may, um, we keep a running classroom list every single week, and when I go to Scholastic to order new books, or I'm at Barnes and Nobles and I see a sale, I check my classroom wish list, and they, their choices are the ones that I end up buying. The third way, that I like to motivate readers in my classroom, regardless of the age, is a read aloud. 
Even middle school and high school students love hearing text read aloud. Sometimes it's a break. They don't have to worry about decoding words or finding the meaning. Someone is doing the hard work for them and everyone needs a break every now and then. It also allows me to read more difficult text to my class with and letting them enjoy that instead of really digging in and working through skills. Sometimes skills get in the way of reading enjoyment. So let choose great books for your kids to read aloud. Now I use read alouds all the time in my classroom to teach important skills through shared reading. I'll point out author's craft, but there are many times in my classroom where we just open a book to read for the sheer enjoyment of it. I don't want kids walking out of my classroom thinking that reading is always a task, it's always a chore, and you always have to analyze a text. That's not what I do as a reader as an adult. So teaching students that's the only thing we do with reading is malpractice. The fourth thing that I love to do with my kids and it really helps to motivate them, I talk to them about books. They know that they will never escape a book conversation. I sit with them at lunch, I talk with them at recess, and inevitably in every conversation, we come back to books. I ask them what they're reading, how do they like the book, what do they plan to read next, and they start talking to me about books. There are many mornings where my kids come in and say, Mrs. Looper, what'd you read last night? Because they know it's so much a part of what I do. I also create exciting events around reading. You've probably seen on Instagram or Facebook teachers that are doing major room transformations for um, events, and you can do that with reading, but you can also do just some simple things to create events around reading. You don't have to go over the top every single time you do a book tasting. So create a book tasting for your kids. Choose books with your media specialist that students need or should read, or books that you think they may like. Set them up on different tables and allow them time to peruse every, diff every book at the table. Hold them accountable in some way by adding to their to-be-read list or something, and then have them choose one of the books to read at the end of the book tasting. My students have loved our book tastings that we have done. We did the Book Nook Diner early in the year. And I did transform my room into a 1950s diner. They had glass bottled Cokes on the table and we rotated through different genres of books that had actually been purchased through Donors Choose. Donors Choose um, donors actually provided about $700 worth of books for our classroom that month. And so we did make it a big deal so our donors could see that we were actually using and doing exciting things around literature. But this week we're doing star books. Starbucks is just green tablecloths on my tables and they'll have hot chocolate and Starbucks cups and they are going to read multiple genres and record that on a to be read sheet. Then we'll talk about the books that they liked and the books that they didn't like. The last thing that I really transformed over the last, I would say probably 10 years in my teaching is my thinking around re reading logs. I have taught at several schools where reading logs were required reading logs were graded and it always bothered me because my reading log that I keep is not graded and it's not required. My reading log that I keep as an adult reader is just to keep track of the books I've already read so I may not repeat them or keep track of the favorite ones so I can purchase them or read them again. It's not for a grade. 
It's always bothered me that we take reading logs for a grade because then we're attaching a judgment to what students are reading. In my classroom, we do have a reading log, but it's not graded. It is actually kept on post-it notes in our classroom, and students are just keeping track of how many books they've read this year. They do keep track of the genre because we do want students to spread their love of reading to different genres, and they do keep track of when they start and finish the book. But other than that, that's about it. I don't require students to turn in a reading log. Um, it's... It's been real freeing for me, but it's also been real freeing for my readers. Now I teach fourth grade, and when I told my students that they were not going to have a graded reading log, I could physically see the relief in their shoulders. And that really broke my heart because no one should be thinking that reading is a chore. I also saw a lot of relief from parents when I told them the same thing because reading shouldn't be a chore. So those are just some of the simple ways that I like to motivate readers. I'm always looking for new ways to motivate readers. Um, and so if you have any to share, please leave me a message or a comment on the podcast or find me on Instagram or Facebook or even Twitter. And I would love to interact with you about what do you do as a teacher to motivate students to read. So I encourage you to go into your classroom this week and try something new with your kids about reading. Read your favorite book, put away the reading log, give students more choice, or go in and really look at your library and see what group of students is not represented. Thanks for joining me today on The Teacher's Loop. Thank you so much for joining me today on The Teacher's Loop. I look forward to hearing your comments and joining you again for another episode of The Teacher's Loop. Don't forget, connect with me on Twitter and Instagram. My username is at Shasta Looper. See you again real soon.